Hi everyone, Erica Zostek here. Thank you for tuning into the Using Technology to Enhance Curriculum and Instruction podcast. Today we're going to talk about two digital tools that will help you. One is using the Khan Academy website and the other is using the Quizlet website. To start, I'd like to talk to you about Quizlet. You can go to quizlet.com and set up your own account. The main purpose of this website is to build assessments that are custom for what you need in your own classroom, as well as search the many user-created assessments that already exist. So for example, if you're working on a unit in biology that maybe has some pretty tricky vocabulary, you could log in and set up the vocabulary list. You could put the definitions as well as the words, and then there's a lot of different tools you can do along with it. If you wanted to create a study guide, um, that would they would allow that from there. You could also create flashcards based on the words and the definitions that you put in. Um, you can set up classes within your own within your own account. And your students could use their logins in order to take tests online. Um, They can be multiple choice or matching or short answer. Um, And Quizlet will keep everything organized for you. Um, As a review for a test or just to review the words, they have different games you can play. Um, One is matching. One is more like a video game. And it's It's all about keeping the kids engaged. So I'm sure that there are many times where you're talking about new vocabulary and, you know, they're just not interested. But if they're actually playing a video game, that could really grab their attention while also immersing them into the vocabulary that you want them to learn. This is a tool that can be used as as soon as they're readers. Um, It's great for elementary for learning spelling words if that's what you're doing or even at the high school level like I said if you're in a biology course um, there's many 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 things that you can search for so there's a search bar at the top of the very user-friendly website and you can search for anything um, say you're taking um, you're teaching an English class and reading a certain poem or book or popular novel, you could type that into the search bar and I guarantee something will come up. Um, Maybe it's matching characters and the conflict that they post that they encountered within their story. Or maybe it's um, just vocabulary that, that is specific to that story. It'll all come up right there. In my experience, I've had some students work on an independent project or something that they want. They asked me if they could read a certain story, and maybe it wasn't something I had read right away, but there's a ton of stuff that you can search for in there that can kind of help you get started if you're doing something like that. Um, so again, just to summarize the main points of Quizlet. You start by logging in, creating your own account, and then 
tailoring it to what you need. Setting up assessments, having kids take things right online so you don't have to do paper and pencil tests or quizzes um, or a way to review, and having them come up with flashcards and study sets to source, I'm sorry, study guides in order to help them better prepare for any assessments that are coming up. The next tool I'd like to talk about is Khan Academy. Khan Academy is another website where you would want to log in and create your own account. Same as Quizlet, you can set up classes and assign lessons or assignments based on the needs of that class. Um, Khan Academy is very extensive and I think we'll be talking about it for hours if I talked about every single thing. But the main points are that at the high school level, it has some really great resources for preparing for the SAT and and other um, college entrance exams. They work with the college board. So the college board is the institution that puts out the SAT and many other tests. So the kids can use their college board login if they've been looking at colleges or maybe they've already taken the PSAT and they have some score results. They can link their account to Khan Academy to get a more personalized experience. In doing that, you can see how well they did as the teacher and then assign lessons within Khan Academy that are tailored to meet their their strengths and needs. Um, Khan Academy at its core is a man named Sal Khan who is kind of narrating videos that really kind of summarize a certain concept. So in, in math, let's say you're going to teach a lesson in Algebra 1 and maybe it's involving slope. He's going to give you a brief introduction about what slope is and then he's going to be using a like a blackboard almost to draw out the how to solve the problem. So maybe it's slope from two points and he shows you that, you know, it's y2 minus y1 divided by x2 over x uh, minus x1 and he makes it all different colors and it's very visual and so a way you might want to use a video like that it's they're usually relatively short maybe they're five to ten minutes longer if it's a more complicated concept but it might be a good way to introduce a concept or a topic that the kids haven't covered yet or maybe it's just another way that if you're finding that the kids are just not grasping it, maybe you show them a video like this and it could help it kind of click. It's just another sensory piece that they're hearing someone else's voice other than yours. They're looking up at what he's doing and maybe just the tone that he uses is a way that resonates with them. You could use it where you are projecting the video to the entire class or you could have them watch it independently and try some questions on their own 
What's amazing about Khan Academy is that it tracks everything that the kids do. So if you assign a certain unit in algebra, if we use the slope one, for example, they could watch the video. And then after they watch the video, there are some questions that they could do. There are multiple choice. Um, there's ways to get hints. And you can see if they actually were able to understand the concept and then apply it right then and there. If you end up skipping the video and say you taught the lesson yourself, but you wanted to see if they actually got it, like, you know, sometimes your math periods are only 45 minutes. So maybe it took 35 of those minutes to introduce the lesson, to teach it, to take questions, and you didn't really have a chance to see how well they did. Maybe as like an exit slip or something else, you could just have them log on to their devices, go to that lesson that you already assigned to them in their account, and have them answer two or three multiple choice questions and then lo later log in and see how well they did. That will set you up for the next day. You know that you're still going to be talking about slope, but you can see how well the kids did. Maybe they all got it and you know that you can move on. Or maybe, you know, only a few of them understood it and you need to review it for the next period before you move on to the next concept. It's really a useful tool in curriculum planning in terms of scope and sequence. Everything is aligned to Common Core. And if you just click on Algebra 1, for example, it outlines so many topics and courses, and they're meant to be done in order. So if you're ever kind of stuck, it could be a resource that you could say, okay, wait a second, maybe I'm missing something, or maybe I'm moving too fast. Let me check myself and check the kids too and see how well they're doing. There are also many diagnostic um, assessments that they that exist on Khan. To get away from math for a second, if you have a bunch of kids who are going to be taking this, the SAT, there's full SAT questions on there. I mean, I'm, excuse me, SAT tests in math, reading, and writing. It can, it'll, it's that intuitive that as the kids are answering, as the kids finish their diagnostic evaluation, the Khan Academy will create a customized unit or um, questions for them to work on based on how well they did. If, you know, your high school is offering an SAT prep course, this is something that could definitely supplement any instruction. And to go back to Quizlet, let's say you're teaching an SAT prep class and there's vocabulary that we think is important or that your district finds the kids should be able to um, or should know before taking, you could create you could create that word list through Quizlet, have them print out their flashcards, do the matching game, do the video game type to get even more practice with those vocabulary words. So everything can work together. One thing that is great about both of these websites is that they are extremely user friendly. 
a lot of times the kids are more savvy with technology than the teachers um, we found, but they are eager to use it. They feel comfortable with technology oftentimes, and they... I've, in my experience, at least, it seems as though the kids are not viewing it as work as much as they would be completing a worksheet or writing a paper or anything not using technology. Um, these types of websites are also great for visual learners. Maybe they're not good at just hearing a, a teacher lecture for a period about a certain topic. Maybe they need to see more examples or more anything. And it's also good that it's there for homework. So say they were in class, the teacher learned how to taught them how to do slope, but they kind of forgot when it came time to do some practice problems for homework. They can log into their account at any time and pull up these videos and even the parents maybe they could watch them too and say oh I can actually help you with that it's just a really great resource for all subjects and the search features in both of the websites are great and can really direct you to where you may need to be if I was an administrator and I wanted to get teachers to implement these tools in their classroom, I would try to sit down with them during a common planning time and maybe model the web the websites and their functionality to them. And after the meeting or after that common planning time, I would like to set up a email chain that is specifically for talking about that. So if I, if, you know, on Tuesday we were going to meet during common planning time, we had 50 minutes, I would have it set. So this 50 minute block is set to talk about Khan Academy. I would give a brief overview of what it is. I would show, I would use it to show what the website is all about and then take a couple of questions at the end and tell them to use email as the way to ask questions about it. I would be expecting them to play around with it on their own time. I would want them to explore on their own, but also know that the email chain is there. If they have any questions, I could always pop back in and to know that I'm there for them as the support or as the resource. The same would go for Quizlet. Maybe I didn't have time to talk about that in one common planning time. So the next time we would talk about that. I could show them how to create flashcards. I could show them how to create study guides from it. I would give them examples about times where I found it to be effective to help kids review for an exam that was coming up. And then again, using maybe the same email chain, getting all those teachers to use the same thing, use their peers and colleagues as sounding boards and, you know, oh, hey, I did this, you know, maybe we could do that next time or, and then just keep it constant so that it's not like we had this one training or we had this one common planning time and forgot about it. 
it's almost providing that consistent feedback and that consistent support that teachers need. During that common planning time for Khan Academy, say, it would be important to discuss how to start off with it. I think one way would be if you have a group of teachers, the group of teachers should be related in some way. So maybe they're all math teachers or maybe they're all English teachers or whatever it is, find their common ground so that you can give them a common goal to work for. If they're not, you can still say to them, well, maybe you can use two weeks to explore the website. Look at all the different courses they have to offer and find which one fits what you need the best. Then within that, let's say it's Algebra 1. You look up the unit, maybe it's the unit on slope, and you determine, okay, what two videos do you think could I could I use within my classroom? What two multiple choice assessments could I give maybe as an exit slip, maybe as a warm-up, whatever you want to use it as? And then, then in those in two weeks, go back to that email chain and ask how it went. Hey, how did those two videos go over with the kids? Were they engaged? Were, was anybody paying attention? When you ask them to do some online multiple choice questions, how did they do? Did they respond well? Did they think it was easy? Were they motivated to complete them? and get their feedback. It's going to take some time on the for the person who is training them and to answer questions and to provide that feedback, but in the end it's beyond worth it because not only are you proving to the teachers or the your colleagues or whoever it is that you're working with that you're there for them, but it's also giving you probably new things that you didn't know. Because there is so much to know, especially about Khan Academy. You could use the same thing for Quizlet. There's the common planning time. You use the email chain to check back in. Hey, did you give a vocab quiz and did you use that? How How did you use that in your class? Did you have them make flashcards? And just the the checking back. I think is just as important as the training itself. Setting those little maybe goals or milestones or whatever you want to do to call it that and know that the teachers are going to be held accountable, not in a bad way, but just in a supportive way. Again, not every student is going to learn the same way. If you have special ed, students, or you have kids that need to be challenged, Khan Academy can help both of them. Sometimes I feel like there's a lot of emphasis on making accommodations and giving support to kids who are struggling learners, and there's not enough attention brought to the kids who actually need challenging. Khan Academy can help with that. There are AP courses that you can use their 
guides, their videos, their everything for um, in history, um, science, as well as math. There are so many things to do to help you prepare for college, as I talked to before. If you're taking um, the LSAT or the NCLEX for nurses, there are things there. And then again, with Quizlet, say the NCLEX has a ton of vocabulary that the nurses need to know. Well, you can use Khan Academy to teach the actual vocab, but then to test you on it or to help you memorize it, you could use Quizlet to create those flashcards or to give yourself your own practice tests um, for that. On the other hand, you have students who qualify for special education services. Maybe they're just more technology-based than on a whiteboard or even an interactive whiteboard. And seeing it on a video in different colors, the way Cellcon does it, it just works for them. And if it works for one student, it's likely going to work for someone else. And that's just a big win for everybody involved, especially the students. I really think that engaging your students is one of the hardest things teachers have to do. Um, teachers have to present material in a way that kids want to learn about it and want to be good at it. And teachers' toolboxes need to be full of all of these types of websites and technology and tools that exist in order to help them. In my experience, some teachers fall into ruts and fall into the same patterns. And sometimes technology is what you need to just mix it up. And you never know what a student knows or doesn't know. And they could teach you something at the same time. The last thing I wanted to talk about on Khan Academy is kind of the reward system that is built in to their accounts. So, for example, again, I'm going back to the Algebra 1 example. But if you give them um, a, a course and you're saying that you're going to, you know, use this on a regular basis, they have things called missions as well as um, mastery points. And so if you're trying to get kids engaged and get them into practicing this on a regular basis, you could set goals based on mastery points. So let's say using the Algebra 1 example, you are going to do a mission. The first mission that they have to have you do is a warm-up and it says Khan Academy wants to help you learn at your level. Do a few math problems to help us know where we can help. That's your baseline. That's a baseline that you could use in an IEP. That's a baseline that once they complete those, it's giving you great data that if they actually tried and put in their effort, then the teacher can use that to drive their instruction. Again, but it's built into that 
that your that student's account. <clears throat> After they complete that, you can then look in to see which skills they've mastered, which skills are level two or level one, which skills they've practiced, and which skills they haven't even started. So you they're not if you've shown that if the kids have shown that they're they've mastered a skill, they're not going to give that to them again. It'll show up maybe in addition to another skill that they're learning if it's kind of like a scaffolding um, skill. But basically, it breaks it down. And it is nice that it's um, – they also give you badges as well as mastery points to move on. So let's say if you, you know, wanted to really motivate the kids to get going with this, if you say, hey, when everybody has a 1,000 mastery points – we can have a pizza party or we can watch a movie or whatever it is that is going to motivate your students to put the effort in on this, that's great because then it's going to give you the data that you need to make your instruction better for the kids and more customized. Also, Khan Academy does the work for you. So you don't have to know whether, you know, if they're, can they solve systems of equations? Can they do inequalities? Well, if they're putting their efforts in and you look back at their profile and their accounts, you can see exactly what they're doing. Um, I, 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 again, this isn't meant to take over instruction. It's kind of meant to supplement it. So, you know, you spent a week talking about inequalities. Okay, great. You felt, feel like the kids are doing really well. Then maybe on Friday, it's a good day to end the week. You have them work on their Chromebooks and they pull out their Khan Academy, they log in, they do some practice around inequalities. Then that is a good way for you to say, oh, they get it. I can move on to something else next week. Quizlet is just, again, supplementing that. So I, I know I keep talking about the vocabulary, but if you're giving a vocabulary quiz, you can prepare all this other stuff ahead of time. They can every day, maybe one day they make flashcards, one day they play the game, one day they do the matching, and the next day is the quiz. You've kind of thrown it at them so much that hopefully something sticks and they're enhancing their vocabulary. Finally, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have a better understanding of both Khan Academy and Quizlet, and how they can help you with your instruction, as well as helping students of all ability ranges learn and be engaged in their learning. Thank you so much for listening, and tune in next time to the next episode of Using Technology to Enhance Curriculum and Instruction podcast.